Hello friends, and welcome back to the pod. It has been a hot minute since we've talked. And normally, I would say welcome back to the 1A pod, but we're we're saying goodbye to that name. So friends, welcome to the Dear Drew podcast. My name is Emma, and I'll be your host. I wanted to do something to, I don't know the right word, memorialize, remember, honor my best friend, Drew Sepatelli, who passed away on November 24th, 2022. It has been a long and heartbreaking past two weeks. Honestly, that doesn't even cover it. Um, so yeah, um, I always wanted my podcast name to mean something special to me, um, so that when I talk about it, when I look at it, it it draws out something in me. It draws out passion. Um, and Drew and our friend Danny, we they actually helped me pick it out. I gave them this long list of names and um, all of the reasons that go with it, and I ended up picking the 1A, which wasn't even on the list, and yeah, so Drew, Drew was always the biggest supporter of this podcast. She, you know, helped me pick the name, she just helped me set it up, she every episode would text me and just love on me for it, tell me what she liked about it, that she was excited to listen to the next one, and what she wanted to come out of it, just was the biggest supporter. She she put meaning to my words, you know, made me feel so loved in it. I mean, that's who she was with everyone. She was our yes man. She was, go for it, make your passions a reality. And she helped mine become a reality, and through this I want to honor her, I want to talk about her, I want to be able to share stories, share my grief. You know, she was a big part of my life. She was my best friend, she was my sister, she (laughs) she was family, and you know, I want this podcast to be something so real and vulnerable. Um, I stated that a few times and, you know, when I'm in this place of my life that's hard, I want to continue to be real and vulnerable and be able to share those things. So yes, welcome to Dear Drew. Now, I named it because I wanted it to be something that reminded me of her, and I wrote and read a letter at her funeral, starting off with Dear Drew. And I think that was a hard thing to do. It was honestly a very out-of-body experience. I heard my name be called um, when they said it was time, a time of sharing. 
and the next thing I know I was standing up and walking towards the stage looking out on everyone and then all of a sudden I was sitting back down and crying. I don't really know how I held it together. Um, her papa or her grandfather um, told me that she gave me all of her strength, that she was there with me. And that's how I did it and honestly it's true. I don't think I could have done that in any other way but just talking to my best friend, even if it was in front of a lot of people. But I think these past two weeks of just the support, the togetherness, the love that has been shown um, across her different communities just shows the person she was and how many lives she touched, and that doesn't even count for all of them. But yeah, Drew was a very special person and I want to continue to honor her in all of my ways and all of my walks of life. So here it is. I think grief is a very awkward and confusing path to take. Honestly, uh, a lot of these past few weeks have felt not very real. It feels like a fever dream. It feels like walking through thick fog. It feels like I'm watching my body go through the motions, but I'm, I'm not. It feels like time has absolutely flown by, but at the same time, it feels like it's moving in slow motion. I don't really know how to describe it, um, and I'm sure if you're feeling the same way I am or you have in the past, past, then you get it, you understand. It's confusing. It's like one moment I'm laughing, I'm talking fine, and the next moment I'm crying or I'm blanking out or I'm feeling overwhelmed or it's just a lot of different emotions that are hard to handle, are hard to understand, especially when this is the first time that it's hitting me like this. I mean, I've gone to funerals, I've gone to wakes, I've lost people in my life, but never like this, not like someone like Drew, not someone who was that special and that close to me. And I mean, I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, it's it's really hard to navigate something that you have no control over, you know? So yes, that's what my past two weeks have looked like. It's looked like going to her services and the memorial games, being with her family, being with my family, being with friends, being with people who loved her just as much as I loved her, love her. It's honestly hard to think of what to say. I feel like I've tried to record this several times and 
I think the ones that I've recorded before were really just for me. It was me trying to empty out my brain. It was me trying to figure out my emotions, figure out the thoughts racing through my head. Um, my mom keeps asking if I'm journaling. I haven't at all because it's hard to articulate something on paper that is just like not real to you at this moment. You know, like it's, it's so hard to focus on anything right now except for the fact that she's not here. Even though, like, that's not even how it is half the time. Like, half the time I feel like it's just, like, normal life and we're talking about her, talking about, like, her passing. And it's like, I don't even believe it. It's like it's not real. And then all of a sudden, in the back of my head, there's this voice that just goes, your best friend just died. And it's, like, real for that split second. Very real. And then all of a sudden, it's not. Or on the opposite end, it's, like, very real, like, going to her gravesite and like looking at the flowers, looking at like the newly filled in dirt and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, I'm standing in a cemetery at my best friend's grave. Like that's very, very real. But then you calm down, you get home, you do whatever and it's like it's not real again. You know, it's that it's that wave, it's the up and downs, it's like you're surfing and you don't know what wave is coming next. You're blindsided by it almost. And people keep saying to me like, time will heal as you go on, like it'll get better, like it won't, it'll never stop hurting but it'll hurt less, but it's almost like as these days keep passing on, and I know it hasn't been that long at all, but it's like each day passes and it almost gets harder because it's almost like it gets realer. It gets more real and or it just gets longer and longer from the last time that I saw her. I was with her with that night and we went out with friends and we had so much fun. And then all of a sudden an hour later I was getting a phone call that there was a car accident. And then another blink of the eye, it was five hours later and we were being told she didn't make it. It's like those parts in a movie where it like blinks, different scenes. It's like the next blink, I was waking up on Thursday morning with all of this pain, not understanding what just happened. And then another blink, it was her services. And I was back at work. And now I'm here. And it's almost like I, like, what's next? Like, yes, like, I'm being forced to being put back into my quote-unquote normal routine. I had to go back to work. I had to start doing things again. I had to start living life again. But how are you supposed to live life when your world stopped? Because everybody else's, everybody else's world, and I'm not talking about the people who, like her friends or her family, I'm talking about people who didn't know her. Like their worlds continued. Like to them it was just a newspaper article. It was the fact that there was traffic on the way to work the next day. Or it was a social media post that they saw. You know? Like I think it's hard to go back to work and hear people talk 
and say like, oh, that girl who was killed on Thanksgiving. Like it's just a story to them. Like that's how they know her or relate to her. And to hear that and know that she was so much more than that, so much means so much more to you and so many people. Like it's pretty heart-wrenching. And I don't blame them at all because I get it, you know? We read stories and we think, oh, that's awful, but we move on with it. But how on the other side are you supposed to move on when your world stopped? When do you let it keep going? Like, is there ever a right time? Does it ever keep continue to go? Because I keep hearing stories of like, people who had their best friends or their significant others or their family members like pass away and they're a year or two years or so on into it and they're like, it, it still feels the same like it did the first couple of weeks. And I think that's scary. It's a scary thought. Because, I mean, it's already scary to think about my milestones knowing that she's not going to be there physically. I keep thinking about my wedding, how she was supposed to be in it. I think about if I had kids, how instead of introducing them to Auntie Drew, I'm just going to have to tell them about her. It's hard to think about those milestones. And I know that she she's always there with me. I know that she's always in my heart. I know she's looking over me. I know that she'll be with me in those milestones. But not in the same way that I thought. You know? We had a lot of plans together. She texted me one day, and I'm gonna pull it up. I found it earlier today, the text that she sent me. Okay, maybe I can't find it. Okay, but anyways, um, she texted me one day, and, oh my gosh, what the heck, sorry, I'm trying to find it, I found it earlier, and it's really honestly pissing me off that I can't find it now. Momentary pause. Anyway, she texted me one day, and she was like, let's open a yoga studio today and I was like fuck yeah we're definitely gonna do that and oh my goodness sorry my brain is scattered right now but so she texted me that and we were planning it out and she was gonna do like the holistic health side of things and I was gonna do the yoga portion oh okay I was looking at the wrong date she texted me and said, dude, why the fuck don't we open our own yoga studio? And I was like, why not? And she said yes. And we were talking about it. And 
she was going to do the holistic health side of things. She was going to become a counselor and a holistic health counselor. And she was going to do that portion while I got my yoga teaching instructor certification. And I would do the yoga studio portion. And we were... Okay, anyways. So we were going to... Okay, I was just making it sure it was recording again um so we're we really just wanted to have like a safe space to incorporate physical emotional spiritual health and just take in all of our different passions and like smush it into one business into one studio one one place of healing and we were gonna do it like in a few years um because you know she wanted to graduate we needed time to both get our different certificates no not certificates certifications she was like just wait till uh luke and i get married and then we'll kind of figure things out and that'll give you like time to do your masters if you want to do it like we were planning it out like that was like going to be like our five-year plan was to start it and we we're going to hash out all of the details like during those five years and like at the five years like we were going to go for it and you know it's hard to think about like those dreams like that not only she had but like we had together and think that like yes they can happen but not in the same way that we planned and I know that like the people that were close to her like me included we like we want to keep her dreams alive we want to continue to like break out her legacy and like make sure that people know who she was and feel her love and continue to love the way that she did as well and you know that's something that I still want to do I still want to unravel our plans it's just hard to think that they're not going to happen the same way we thought they were going to happen like they're not going to happen together like it's going to be me and her but just you guys get what I mean it's just hard to think about and hard to comprehend, especially at this time where it's like half the time it doesn't even feel real. And I know I already talked about that. Um, but yeah. I keep looking at like all of our pictures, especially when we were younger and like scrolling through all the pictures on social media and seeing like everybody posts and see like who Drew was to them and like I don't know like I keep replaying like all of these memories that I have with her and I'm trying to keep them close and I always have just it's different now you know like we're not going to continue to make memories so I have to hold on to the ones that we do have like, I keep thinking about all of the sleepovers we used to have. Like, I think especially back in high school, Shaylin, Drew, and I used to sleep over, like, every single weekend. All, like, all the freaking time. And half the time it would be at my house. Um, most of the time it was at my house, especially when we were, like, younger. And I had a twin bed back then. And somehow all three of us used to fit in the twin bed and we <laughs> we had like our we always slept like in the same order and <laughs> it was me on the outside drew in the middle and Shayla towards the wall and 
Drew was like the worst like person to sleep in the same bed with because she used to like thrash and kick and uh, snuggle and like rub her feet all over you and I think one time we woke up and our feet were by our head and her head was by our feet somehow and she like didn't remember like moving at all and she used to kick us in our sleep and everything but it was like we didn't care we were young we just wanted to have a sleepover and we were all gonna fit in the same bed like it didn't matter like how bad of the sleep it was gonna be <laughs> but I always like think back to that um, and like all you know like all the memories when we were kids and like our biggest worry was like what ice cream flavor we were gonna get after practice or how we were gonna beat Suncook Valley at States this year and you know you grow up so quickly and I don't even think we even realized it because then it turned into like how we were gonna like survive without each other when I was in high school and she was still in middle school and the same thing when I had to go off to college and figuring out college and you know figuring out getting recruited together and going to all of the softball tournaments and softball camps and being there at 6 a.m. and she putting up with all of like my time anxiety and <laughs> and her parents too and you know like and then all of a sudden we were 21 and 22 trying to figure out what we wanted to do for the rest of our lives. Like it was Drew and I going to Danny's graduation and then them two coming to mine and planning out that Danny and I were supposed to go to her senior game together and then her graduation too and, you know, see all of her senior stuff just like she saw both of ours. And it never even really mattered that she was a year younger. Like, I know sometimes that can matter, but... But it didn't even matter because she was just, like, years ahead of her time. Like, honestly, like, she was supposed to be, like, the little sister. Like, she was peanut and she was so small. And then all of a sudden she was, like, this, like, perfect, like, young adult woman who was just made to like work on herself and like help others and just like make everything more positive and make everyone smile and just like fill the room with gratitude and love and you know like someone that perfect someone with that much opportunity and she just she deserved a lot more and at first, when I thought that, that she deserved more, I thought that she, like, she deserved more on Earth. And yes, that is true. Like, she was far, way too young, way too young. And I don't know what you guys believe in. And if you don't believe in what I'm gonna say, then I respect that, I get it. I guess maybe what she deserved more was a place that was just as perfect as she is and maybe that was heaven maybe that was like sitting at the foot of God because I do believe in that I believe that there is a God that there is a higher being and I do struggle a lot with the idea of like if God is this perfect person and can make anything happen like why why would he 
take her away from us? Like, why would he let this happen? And I know it's like that conversation again and again, like, oh, you have to think about free will, you have to think about, like, God's timing, like, all of this, like, his reasonings, but it's like, I guess, like, free will made this happen, and God didn't stop it for a reason. He knew this was how she was going to pass before she was even alive. And it's hard to wrestle with not knowing that reason and maybe even being mad at him, but but I guess it's kind of the question of like, maybe the reason wasn't worldly. Maybe we'll never know the reason until we go see God ourselves and can ask. Maybe his reason was heavenly. Maybe he needed her more than we did. And that's hard to wrap your brain around. I know I fight with it every night. But I think the thing that's comforting is knowing that she's in a place that's safe and there's no sorrow and she's not looking over us with saddened eyes. She's celebrating the lives that she's pulled together. She's celebrating the love that's being shown. She feels warmth and gratitude and I think that's what I need to hold on to is knowing that that all of the things she struggled with on earth are gone and all she feels is love right now and she's somewhere that's so beautiful that is just like the quality of her heart and I know that she will continue to be present in our lives to be visiting us when we need her to that she'll be present through love and gratitude and that you know like I believe that everything happens for a reason I believe that there are no coincidences that you know like it's not just like it's not random that there's been a pink sky every single day since she's passed my mom was telling me that she had walked out one morning and was just saying like that she needed Drew to give like her a sign and this like beautiful red cardinal flew past her and she just knew that Drew was okay and that she's here with us and I'm not sure if you guys know but red cardinals are a sign of or like an incarnation of your loved one that has passed um So yeah, I know that she's with me. I know that's why there are moments where I just feel so emotional and others okay. I know that's why when I went to hot yoga last week, why it was so why it was so hard yet just like healing at the same time. You know, and I'm very thankful for my yoga studio and the community it has and I was thankful for this beforehand but when something like this happens it's hard to go into spaces that also aren't grieving with you and I had gone to work the day before and it was just horrible honestly to like have to just like 
go back to like quote unquote normal life and to go to the studio not knowing if like there would be anyone else there who knows her and is grieving her but to have like my studio instructor like just come right up to me and just like be supporting me and loving on me and to know that there are community members there too that are also like grieving her and supporting like our community like just makes things easier and it makes things so much easier to know that you're loved and supported so I'm just very thankful to have that space to know that it can be a space of healing for me and I knew that prior but just like to know it is safe for this as well and safe for emotion and just for this journey and I haven't been this week I think this week it was just it was really hard to be motivated it was hard to be just to do anything like I went through the motions but I couldn't get to the gym I didn't go to the studio I did end up going on my days off to the gym the past two days it was hard to get there because I joined Drew's gym and I was supposed to go with her she was gonna help me get back into things because I've taken I don't even know the last couple of months off from lifting and I've been wanting to get back into it but I was just I don't know something was holding me back and she was like she was just gonna support me through and she was gonna show me around this new gym and it was just hard to go into a space I know that she loved and I don't know just like not have her next to me so yeah So I know I told you guys that I read a letter at her funeral. I thought I would end this episode by reading it to you guys. I tried to write this a few times and nothing seemed right because how are you supposed to write the words to say at something that was supposed to be unimaginable because I wanted it to be perfect I wanted it to be something that people would hear and to feel and could relate to I wanted it to show like who Drew was and was to me and it's hard to convey that all in a letter and I read it a few times, I tried recording to see if like that would help, and then somehow I came up with this. Dear Drew, I can't remember when we first met. I'm pretty sure it was on the fields of the BYA. When you're that young, you never know when you'll meet the people that'll change your life. Somewhere between the hours of softball and volleyball and gymnastics and the hundreds of parties and sleepovers, we became best friends. You were the first person I drove when I got my license. Straight to McDonald's for a chicken sandwich, lettuce, extra mayo. 
When you got yours a year later, the same thing. Clearly this was all before your organic food awakening. We felt so grown then. You took me to my first party. We got ready for prom together. We made decisions about college and majors and careers together. We started to travel the world together. From all of the softball and volleyball trips to the college tours. But having a heart-to-heart on a playground in Haiti was one of my favorites, though. Somewhere between all of this, we became family. Do you remember the Seacoast game when Coach Laura was late and your dad had a head coach? We made the lineup and strategized together. You were first up to bat. You slapped and sprinted your way to be safe. I was up second, a fake bunt to advance you, and then a real one to get on myself. We were so excited that we executed the plate together. That's how most of our friendship worked. We figured out our plans together, you always leading with confidence and encouraging me to do the same. You never failed to boost my confidence or tell me you loved me. You were supposed to be the little sister, but I always looked up to you. You love so deeply and make anyone you come in contact with feel special. You always made me feel heard, put meaning to my words. You cheered me on when I was scared the most. And you were always ready with arms wide open for a hug and a kiss on the cheek. I remember some time in high school you used to fall asleep on the game bus. You must have started dreaming because you woke up not not knowing where you were, asking, where's Emma, where's Emma? I'd be there to tell you that you were safe, and I was there. I feel like I'm waiting for you to do that now. For you to wake up one day asking where I am. Drew, I would come running. I would tell you how safe you are, that I'm always there. But you are somewhere safe, and in no more pain. Somewhere far more beautiful than here. And I know that you're there, in every pink sky, every hot yoga class, every milestone big and small. Your light is still shining, and I promise to make sure it stays lit. Love, Emma. I keep replaying that night, that week, the first week, like over and over and over again in my head. It's hard not to think about the what ifs, the what could I have done different, how could I have changed this. Like there's always going to be that layer of guilt and I know that it's not inherently my fault but it's still there. Because every piece of me wish I could go back to that night. Wishing that we could make one different decision. For her to still be here. But she's not. And that is something that I have to come to terms with. And figure out how... I'm going to live the rest of my life 
there's this bodybuilder influencer <laughs> named Kenzie Vance, and I promise there is point to this story. <laughs> I've followed her on TikTok and Instagram the, I don't even know, probably like the past year or so, and about like a year and a couple of months ago, she lost her best friend unexpectedly as well. I've watched her grief journey, her bodybuilding journey, her figuring out how she's going to live life without her best friend by her side. And that's a reality that I have to face as well. And she did a promotion, whatever, video with Dark Sport, one of her sponsors, and it was just talking about like her why is her best friend because her best friend doesn't get to live the life that she deserved so now Kenzie has to and that just really hit because I mean when she's inspirational as shit anyways but but like I want to be able to live my life the way that Drew would have the way that Drew deserved to live I want to live it with gratitude I want to live it with a positive mindset knowing that I can overcome anything, that I can do anything, that I have the ability to do anything. I want to believe that the universe is working in my favor, that I bring in positivity, that I bring in people, that I will surround myself with people with the same mindsets, that, you know, that I am bold and I am beautiful and I am brave. That's how I want to live my life, the way that Drew did. Because for the rest of my life, my why will be Drew. Why I do things the way I do. Why I make my dreams become a reality. Why I try to make the world a better place. My why is Drew. Now after, la after my last episode... My dad said I need a tagline to end my episodes because his Dave Ramsey business, I don't even know, finance bro podcasts have taglines. So mine do too because apparently his podcasts are the best podcasts. So if I want to be the best, I have to have a tagline. So my friends, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your support. And just know that if you guys are struggling, you guys need to talk. If you need someone to pick you up, let me know. Because I'll be your girl. Seriously, I'm here. DM me, text me, call me. Anytime. I'm here to talk. I'm here to walk the walk with ya. But... Anyways, thank you for joining the first Dear Drew podcast. And don't forget to find the good in every day. Okay, I love you. Bye.